Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Before we dive into what happened with the Steelers yesterday, I want to off the jump just say one thing to everybody out there. Okay. Because I feel like there's a lot of, you know, doom and gloom and, oh, that really hurt. And it did. For sure. Getting blown out sucks no matter what. Especially but, when it's not the first time you've right. done it all season. But here's the thing, and it's very similar to that second time that it d- happened this year. That was one of the best football teams in the league right now that mm-hmm. you went up against. I, Both I feel teams like you've a been lot, blown out by I've, have been two of the top one teams and two. all year. You could easily yeah. argue that that's one and two and that that's the favorite to be your Super Bowl matchup right now. Is the yeah, two absolutely. teams that you got blown out by. I get people's frustration with the Steelers, and I totally understand, you know, feeling like this is rock bottom again after just feeling like it was rock bottom a couple weeks ago in mm-hmm. Buffalo. But for real, what do you kind of expect? They're the cream of the cream, the creme de la creme. I put it in English. I put it in English, the cream de la creme, the cream of the cream. <laughs> and you're towards the bottom third of the league right now. That's, ju- that's just reality. If not lower than bottom third. So I get that there was a lot of things that the Steelers did that frustrated you. We're going to get into all of that. All the pre-snap penalties, all of the penalties on the offensive line, uh, just the lack of imagination in the play calling that you've seen once again, all of that is warranted criticism for Pittsburgh. But at the same time, I feel like we're turning the knife a little too hard because of the opponent you just played. You were going to get beat. If you kept it no within one has two beaten t- them so far. If you kept it within two touchdowns, I would have been a little bit more impressed. I, for sure. I, I yeah, predicted I on our show last week, 35 to 10. I was off by three points. Like That's kind of mm-hmm. what I expected to happen. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, just hats off to that team because all three phases, they're magnificent, man. They've got a dude of a dude in A.J. Brown oh, at, yeah. at wide receiver. And then everywhere else, there's just not weaknesses on their roster. Uh, the places that you point to for weaknesses, maybe the inside linebackers, they play great. And yeah. they get masked by great secondary, and their front just helps Absolutely. protect them all. So. All the way around, Steelers fans, you just faced off against a juggernaut in every sense of the word. And that kind of is what happens when you face a juggernaut and you're not there. You should be familiar with it from the other side of the street. How many times did we see Landry Jones come in from mop-up duty in the Mm -hmm. fourth quarter because you just dusted your hands off of the Arizona Cardinals when they came into Heinz Field once upon a time or or, or something like that? It happens. I understand that it hurt and it sucked to watch, but... 
again, I, I don't really look at it as a, oh, wow, because maybe we are wrong about Kenny. Oh, maybe, this team is in a lot worse shape than we ever thought. How embarrassing that was against Philadelphia. Not embarrassing. Just, expected. Just because you lost this game doesn't mean everything needs to be blown up. Coaching staff, coaching staff needs to change. Coaching strategies need to change. The roster needs a reconstruction. This loss does not indicate that. So what do you think about <laughs> Matt Canada, though? Because you said in that list of things that don't need change coaching. And I think that's the one spot that people, I don't say point to and say need to happen. Well, at least that's not what we're saying. Other people probably will say that it needs to happen. But that's the one spot I think that everybody recognizes as if they there point is the finger change to the most. No, just is there going to be change? This is the that spot there be could the guy. be change. You're not going to cut Najee, right. bench Najee. You're not going to switch back to Trubisky at this point. So if there's going to be any big seismic change, it'll be there. We're doing this on Monday around noon. We start recording this. Charlie Batch brought up the point on the postgame show that if you don't see something happen, whether that be a firing or mm-hmm. a relinquishing of duties but still stays on the staff, you'd probably see that by Tuesday because they're going to break after Tuesday. Everybody gets to go home for the rest of the week, excuse me, and they're they're not in the facility until next week when they start getting ready for the Saints. So if it doesn't happen today, if it doesn't happen on Tuesday, nothing is going to happen of that nature. And I kind of lean towards nothing happening in that nature anyway. Now, the one spot where I'd say maybe make a change isn't because we got to win some football games. You're two and six. Something needs to change. If they think that being in this offense for the remainder of the season would hinder Kenny's development, then you'd make that change to a Mike Sullivan as a play caller or Mike Tomlin as a play caller and try to help pick up the pieces with Kenny Pickett. That's the only reason why you make a change, though. If you are comfortable with Kenny can go through the rest of the season in the Matt Canada offense, it won't hinder his development at all, mm-hmm. and next year we probably reevaluate and make a different move for a different offensive coordinator. Then you just keep the guy and keep the status quo as is. But if you think, because you're not going to bring a new guy in and just rip off five, yeah, five right. straight wins. It's not going to happen. But if you think that this offense is going to hurt his confidence, it's going to hurt his ability to build up a rapport with his weapons, then that's the reason why I would make the change. But do you think that would actually, that result would happen? I don't think there's going to be a change made. I think Matt Canada is going to be your OC for, for the, the remainder, remainder of, of the year. Season. Yeah. And, and really, if we get past these two days, that. I feel like that's it. You know, like they're not going to fire. If it doesn't this come, is the one spot where you think you can if it do doesn't it. come in the early portion of your two weeks off. Yeah, exactly. Because it, why would you do it? Why would you wait throughout the bye week to give whoever you're going to replace Matt Canada with significantly less time to work with the offense, getting ready for that Saints game? In yeah, two weeks? and the other thing is like. If you want to play the, well, let's give him one more chance card, he's gotten, well, one more chance many, many times. Yeah, you could say We've that. We've been there since probably week three. I would say, I would, I think the alarms really went off after the New England game in week two, right? Because you go out and you beat Cincinnati and you look pretty good doing so in week one. But then the next week against New England, you put up 10 points. The next week against Cleveland, you put up, what, 13 points? And the next week against the Jets, you put up, what, I think 20 points, something like that. And, yeah, again, and then you have uh, Buffalo, not pretty. And then you have, <clears throat> excuse me, Tampa Bay, which looked good. 
Uh, you didn't put up a ton of points, only 20 points that week. And then Miami, again, it, the offense didn't play a full game. And then we know what happened yesterday. So I'd, I honestly say, Tom, it's been – Matt Canada has kind of been in everyone's discussions or conversations since week two, since following that week two loss against New England. So it's been, So I agree. He's He's had a lot of chances. But just because he's f- kind of failed to really – lead that offense and produce those points doesn't mean that it's going to something will change this week or or during this or bye week period one trend that i've noticed with him and the steelers offense under him is they give you like one great drive yeah so here's here's the thing one great drive per game that's what that's pretty much what they give you that's what you're good for no one ever is going to say yeah don't give me a 12 play seven and a half minute drive that ends in a touchdown cuz that's exactly what the steelers had on sunday uh, to put up their first yep, touchdown 13 play 75 yards at 8726 of the clock there Just you go zeke Elliott, om nom nom feed me that clock no one is ever going to say i don't want my team to do that the issue with that, Tom, is that that's all you get, and then even during that drive, it's what, as you said, 13 plays, 75 yards, seven and a half minutes. The lack of big plays is what really upsets you as well. Not just the fact that you can only get one of those drives for a game from out of this team, but the fact that on another drive or even during that drive, you don't have a three-play drive that's 50 yards or, or 60 yards because you had a 40-yard bomb or a 30-yard run to help you get easily into field goal position on one play. The lack of big plays, too, is really hindering this team. Splash plays both on the ground and through the air. We know through Najee Harris, we know a struggle. Earlier this, or <clears throat> I'm sorry, yesterday afternoon, Billy said when Najee ripped off that 18-yard run, 18 yards, he made the announcement, and that's his longest run of yeah, the that season. Was surprising. Eight weeks into the season, and his longest run was only 18 yards. Here's the Eagles scoring drives uh, play breakdown. Okay. First touchdown, they scored nine plays. Second touchdown, they scored 11 plays. So those are pretty long, sustained drives. They ate up 350 in four minutes and nine seconds, respectively. Then their next touchdown, three plays, 60 yards. Then their mm-hmm. touchdown at the uh, beginning of the second half, five plays, 75 mm-hmm. yards. Then their touchdown after the Steelers fumble, two plays, 54 yards. Covered mm-hmm. half the field in two plays, mm-hmm. scored a touchdown. That's what you want. You want that kind of explosiveness. Right. You you want, obviously, their first they two were, drives They were good. able to do it both ways. Both ways, and that's how good teams are. Here's the Steelers scoring. 13 plays for that touchdown. Traveled 75 yards, eight up seven minutes. For their field goal towards the end of the first half, 12 plays, but it took... 12 plays to go just 45 yards. Mm-hmm. That's not that much And let's not forget, plays. too, there was a couple of uh, questionable uh, interference calls, and there were key fourth down conversions that they had to make because they were already down by, what, 14 points at that point? That was to make it 21 to 10. So, so yes, the, two touchdowns. They were down by 14 points, and they couldn't go into that. They couldn't go into halftime down further. And so Mike Tomlin, you got to respect it because earlier in the season we were saying – when it was against the Buffalo, why were you kicking field goals when you were down by 14, 21 points? What's the addition of three points going to do for you? So he was going for it. But I believe on that drive, they had to convert three different fourth down tries. 
and they only gained 45 yards in 12 plays, right. which is disgusting. Right. Uh, to respond to the Eagles' second-half touchdown that opened the second half, the Steelers drove 15 plays in seven minutes and 64 yards. They got a field goal, though, because they stalled out in the red zone. And then, if you want to just add more insult to injury on the play that Pickett fumbled and the Eagles scored two plays mm-hmm. later on, they were driving into Eagles' territory. Yeah. They had already gone eight plays, 61 yards, and eaten up three minutes and 17 seconds. Which is so, great. You, that's a, you, until the fumble. It's a great drive. No, it's not. It's the same thing we're talking about. I mean, it's, oh, well, it is a, a great yeah, there's drive. No, there's but no it's splash the same plays. Nine, ten. Yeah, right. If they were going to score, it was going to take at least four more plays. It was going to be in the double digits again. And, no, I, okay, I get. No, I, I completely just, understand what you're trying to say. That's just not sustainable. Those like, are good if you can have drives elsewhere in the game. Those are good, but they're hard. Those are the hardest right. ways to score. You have to be perfect. You can't miss. Like you were saying. It took them even those fourth downs on one of them mm-hmm. to convert. Like, they weren't perfect, and they still had to risk it to try to keep the drive going. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to win that way and score that way, every, all 13 plays have to be just right. Mm-hmm. You have to go for four yards every single time, and that's not sustainable. They're playing football on the other side, too. They're going to try to stop you. And by and the they way, did. the more they looks they fumble. get at you, the more yeah, they're going to be able to stop you. So. They finished, what, with six sacks on the day? Oh, my God. And it was did? just, they were under An interception. I, this was probably the worst I've seen the offensive line play. Oh, well, that's without Pass question. and pr- creating holes yeah, for running, right. too. We'll and, get to Najee's comments And penalties as well. Penalties were abysmal. Uh, but that being said, we've said this for many teams, you could say that that's the best front they've faced all year. Just Yeah, right. I'll say this for sure. It's the deepest. Buffalo is pretty deep, but I think Philly's got more talent in their depth. It's... <laughs> Again, I'll, I'll go back to how you opened our show. It's the best team in football right now. Yeah. And you're not. And this wasn't going to be some out of nowhere, you're going to pull a rabbit out of, the, out of your hat, a Cinderella story, and you're, you're going to walk out of the link with a win. But back to the main point, the lack of explosive plays is really frustrating because if you wanted to do it this way, don't you kind of need that veteran quarterback in there to yeah. – you're putting way too much on a rookie's play mm-hmm. right now by asking him to be perfect for 14 plays in six minutes of game time to get us in the end zone and also suffocate the air out of the football. Like, you're asking too much. Let this kid loose a little bit. Let him score on three plays. Try to get something downfield where mm-hmm. you don't have to go on these long, methodical drives gaining four or five yards of play that isn't going to be sustainable and. <clears throat> I think the offense is geared towards those long drives, and I think that's why you see one, two per game really, really work. Mm-hmm. But even like, so in this game, you could argue that two of them really worked. The one where they scored the touchdown, and then the second one where they had to settle for the field goal, they went for, for it on fourth right. down a couple of times. Uh, both of those drives were long, sustained drives that got into opposing territory, 15 plays for the one that ended in a field goal. I think 13 for the one that ended in a touchdown. There's your two right there. And you're still only hitting on a 50-50 clip as far as the mm-hmm. touchdown is concerned. You had to settle for the field goal on one of them. So that's 10 points right. on over 20 plays. You need to have the A.J. Brown 50-yard bomb setting up Miles Sanders for an 11-yard run. Two plays were in the end zone kind of drive. It's just <coughs> you have to do that to get more than the 10, 13, 16 points per game on the board that you're getting. The explosiveness, I think, is the one thing that I I continue to walk away from after Sundays and just question. 
Yeah, it's. I don't think that's wrong of you at all. There's, there's, there's explosive players. That's what's so extra. And there's no explosive plays. No. Like Pickens is that he's mm-hmm. explosive. I, I think Claypool's been explosive. Yeah, Claypool last been couple really weeks. Tough yeah, he did. I agree. Uh, Deontay's obviously got some explosion. Uh, Nodge has got explosion. Uh, Warren's got explosion. We we I mean, talked about that one run that Jalen Warren had. He just a bullet. There's right a lot up. of big play potential from the talent on the team, and it's just not getting hit. And that's that's the point. The part that I point at offensively and say. Well, no wonder they're having trouble scoring points. The way that they're trying to do it just isn't sustainable. It's not going to yield a lot of offensive production because you're holding on to the ball forever. You're trying to go 15 plays perfectly, and it's not going to work out most of the time. It, it hasn't. And it won't because, again, even with the veteran of all veterans, you plug in, I don't want to say Tom Brady, but you plug in a Matthew Stafford. He'll be able to run it more efficiently, probably, but he still has a lot more NFL savvy, NFL experience to run these kind of very, mm-hmm. um, I don't want to call it like, they're not like tough to run offenses, but they're very meticulous. Like this has to hit and this has to hit. And it, like it's just everything builds into one. Like you're almost like building the bridge as you go along mm-hmm. or like the railroad. You're laying down the track as you continue to move forward and you do it four or five yards at a time even a veteran's going to struggle sometimes with that more successful than a rookie but you got to take this kind of offense off of a rookie's plate he has to make too many decisions way too i mean way too many decisions and by the way i think it's affecting him on plays where he has people open and he's making the wrong decision now it's it's not and i'm not trying to say that you need to oversimplify the game for him you need to dumb it down for him because he's unable to process it but you need to do him a favor or two and and ma- again like i'm not saying redo the playbook and make everything more concrete of a of a concept but you have to make his life easier and if this is the guy that you want to move forward with as your quarterback of the future you have to help him in some kind of way organizing or or, or conducting this offense Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Your head. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, and again, that kind of brings me back to the point that we had with do you make a change, do you not make a change? Mm-hmm. It all comes down to what's going on with Kenny. Uh, again, it's not going to be a change for the sake of ripping off these next five games in a row and getting right back into the race, getting over 500 at 7-6. and six. That's just not going to happen. There are many a problem that plagues this team 
to just lay all of their shortcomings at the feet of Matt Canada. But my point is, if you're looking at the way he's conducting this offense, the way he's nurturing Kenny, the way he's bringing Kenny's development along, it might not be viewed as detrimental to the team. You know, they might look at it and say, well, he's not going to ruin the kid, but this isn't exactly the direction we want to take him Mm -hmm. in either. And if that's the case, I think they just let it ride for the remainder of the year. They're an organization that doesn't like to rock the boat anyway. Right. So if they can keep their M.O. going, I think they will. But if they're looking at it and they're saying, you know, Kenny is not developing where we need him to develop, even just as an NFL quarterback in general, not just in this offensive system under this guy's tutelage, then you really need to make a change because – I'm not saying that Kenny Pickett was anointed as the next one and mm-hmm. there was no chance that he was going to bust. But I am saying that I've seen thousands of times really talented quarterbacks or people that you'd think would be talented not make it in the NFL. And sure, they have their own blame for that too. Sure. But you also kind of suspect that they didn't have the best ecosystem around them. Yeah, and, and we've said that. Uh, we said when Mitch Trubisky left Chicago and went to – Buffalo for a year and then came to Pittsburgh, we were saying, wow, look look at the difference that you'll see out of Mitch Trubisky when he's playing for an organization that takes care of its players and coaches and knows how to develop guys compared to the Bears who have really had a lot of turnover over the years and they use the second overall pick on Mitch and were so quick to pawn on him because that's just what they do. They really don't give people, whether it's players or coaches, time to develop. It's... It's exactly what we were saying about Mitch, and and now here we are in Pittsburgh saying, well, we're we're not saying that we're incapable of doing that, but I think it's just a, a patience kind of thing. Pittsburgh is a little spoiled. They yeah, they had no two. Right now. You're they so have right. two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, uh, one future obviously in bed, but you're playing in the first year without Ben, and they're really uh, people expected because you went from one Hall of Fame quarterback in Ben and the very first draft you had without him you use the first round pick on Kenny Pickett so many people were quick to think okay well that's it what do you mean bridge there's gonna be no bridge era it's just hopping from one hall of famer to the next and that's really been I think that's been a, a completely unfair load to put on Kenny yeah there's been no patience I saw somebody on Twitter say bench Pickett he's a bust like that's ridiculous dude but that's Twitter. he's that's the what guy you're gonna the guy's played in five games the guys played in five games and again that ecosystem mm-hmm. around him you can question it right now Maybe it's not the problem, but I think it's definitely on the table for yeah. a reason why he might be struggling early. Uh, you brought up Mitch Trubisky. Here's an even better example in my sure. mind. Look at Geno Smith right now. Great point. Jets organization drafts him, mm-hmm. busts out there. What is he goes to the Giants after that when they're not great as a backup? Maybe gets thrown in every once in a while to start when Danny Dimes gets hurt, but. He, he's they're not focused on him there at all mm-hmm. goes to Seattle he backs up Russ last year gets some playing time when right. Russ hurt his finger played mm-hmm. against the Steelers and kept them in almost that game. won until yeah, overtime until TJ Watt yep he wins a lot of games that <laughs> you, you think so he then got some you know his feet wet a little bit that and then went into this offseason after the Russ trade knowing I've got a legit shot to win this job he gets and he treat, won it and he gets treated like a yeah. starter though like, right like, they put their resources towards him and Drew Locke in this offseason as you guys are both our starters right now. Like, mm-hmm. we are going to treat you both and nurture as you such. as if you are our starter this year. And then Gino won the job, so then that increases times 10. The whole organization is now around, and a, and a good organization with a good coach is now around this guy, and they're 5-3, and three, and if you watch them play, 
he's it's not like they're hiding him. Right. He's the reason why they're five and there three. Was, he is dropping dimes out there. Well, did you you watch that game yesterday? Dropping dimes. Did you see? They could have t- won by three touchdowns. Tyler Lockett yeah. dropped a beautiful touchdown pass that or would have been touchdown pass, and then he revi- he he redeemed himself by Which, catching a by different the way, one. An- but, another beautiful touchdown. pass. Yeah, like, but the guy is just. I mean, he's he's the most efficient quarterback in the NFL. It, this is no longer a joke, right? Where it was after week one or week two or week three, and he's saying, "Wow." Geno or Geno Smith is still at that 70, 73 percentage of completion percentage. No, I percentage. think they'll now contend with the Niners for the division. Like, I think that's where I'm at. First of all, they're winning that division. I still think they're the Niners are better, first. but I think that's fine. But I think they'll contend. Like, but I think not only legit. that, not only that, we're eight weeks in, and the guy's still throwing seventy three percent of his balls, completing 73 percent of his balls. And that's just it. Look to that as the example of. Sometimes the ecosystem can really harm a really talented dude. Because you can't tell me the talent's never been there. Like, he doesn't just wake up in bed one morning in Seattle in August of 2022 and say, you know what? I feel like I'm 10 times better at quarterback now. Yeah, right. He's always had this talent, this arm ability. I mean, you look at his senior year at West Virginia, he put up gaudy numbers. I think he was close to, like, almost 60 touchdown passes. Like, he was... His last year at West Virginia. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, he A Heisman favorite to a... a for a couple of weeks and then kind of fell off. But, yeah, he did put up huge numbers. He put up huge numbers. If they had an average defense, they would have gone undefeated and maybe mm-hmm. won it all that year. Thank God they didn't. But <laughs> he was great. He had the talent. And now you're seeing the talent surrounded by really good talent offensively in the skill positions, a great head coach in Pete Carroll, who I think is the front runner for coach of the year right now. Right now? Yeah. And just, I mean, yeah, he just beat Brian Dable, who a lot of people were saying were their front runner. Not only that, man, but just the... The fact that they were giving up on the year, you think, and then they fleeced the Broncos sure, yeah. for draft picks, and now they're probably going to make the playoffs and pick in the top 10 because right, the Broncos Because they think. get the Broncos picks, yep. So look to that as an example of it's not just about having the skill. It's about having the right ecosystem around the quarterback. And I don't think that they have a harmful one right now. I don't think that they would really be operating – week after week with the same regime if it was a harmful ecosystem in their minds. But you do have to evaluate, is this going to hinder mm-hmm. our quarterback in his growing, in his learning curve of the NFL? If it is, make a change now. If you can ride it out for the rest of the year, I think that's probably the safest bet. Yeah, but you, but I you think, have to know that you can do that without Kenny being just ruined completely. And I think, too, when you look at the schedule, Tom, Moving forward, the schedule is a lot easier. You're not playing Goliaths like Buffalo and Philadelphia week after week. You're playing New Orleans. You're playing Atlanta. You're playing Carolina. Carolina and Atlanta yesterday in their game, by the way, they couldn't decide who wanted to win that game between the two of them and came down to overtime after a last-second DJ Moore touchdown in regulation. You're playing easier opponents, plus you're getting Cleveland again in Pittsburgh. Cleveland obviously hasn't played well since they beat the Steelers in week two, or in week three, rather. Or was that week two? It was week three. Week three, Thursday week three yeah. They haven't played well. They haven't won a game since that game. And you get familiar you get And they ain't going to win phases. tonight either, by the way. Huh? I don't think they're going to win tonight either. Oh, I completely agree. I think, I think Cincinnati is going to win that game, too. Absolutely. Uh, you're getting familiar opponents and some easier opponents, in the, again, from the NFC South side of things, so... You're not going to be going up against the hardest team. So I think 
with people calling for the heads of either Matt Canada or Kenny Pickett or Mike Tomlin, I think after the season is over, even if the Steelers right now they say with a two and six record, if they finish with what a uh, God, I gotta do the math. What four and thirteen, or a five and twelve record, something like that. You're not going to say to yourself, "Well, you gotta kill everybody," because it's just you know, it, it's just the way this season was meant to be played. You didn't get as lucky, unfortunately, as the Seahawks did, right? With Geno Smith, right? You didn't get a guy who just came in and really wowed you from the got from the get go, earned the spot from the get go, because we know Mitch Trubisky was the one who earned uh, the first team reps and, and and the starting quarterback job at the beginning of the year. Seattle right now is in a better position, and right now I think you could say too it's they're in a better position. But maybe that's because their system, their their coaching staff is doing more with less than what the Steelers have, and and maybe that's the difference. Quickly before we wrap up, what do you think of the old coach's comments about Kenny Cower on CBS saying he's worried about his confidence? He's worried that they're. Utilizing th- him in the wrong way. Do you think that's just because when Cower got a young quarterback, he got pretty lucky in getting Big Ben? Mm, Cower's been through his fair share of bad that's fair. quarterbacks too. So that's fair. But again, they didn't. When Cower was there, they weren't using first round draft picks on rookie quarterbacks. Nope, they weren't, and never did that when Cower was there. Yeah. And the teams were so different, you could hide quarterback play so easily. Right. But, it wasn't as quarterback reliant. But I do wonder yeah. if they did throw him out there a little too early. I think that criticism is fair. I think, well, I, that's not Kenny's fault, though. No, it's not. No, that's that's, that's the, the coaching yep. staff for, for saying, well, it's been so early. and we. Oh, yeah, seen I don't think Coward was saying anything negative towards Kenny. I think no, he was I, questioning I the that. deployment of no, Kenny. I get, no, I, I, think it's, I think that is fair, but I don't want people to think that Criticism. I don't think criticism of Kenny is is truly. I get it. The guy's fumbled now once. He's now thrown eight interceptions on the year. Uh, didn't get a touchdown pass in this game. Remember that was Chase Claypool who <laughs> threw that ball to Derek Watt. He has one less touchdown pass than Kenny. <clears throat> Chase Claypool. Right. That's <laughs> true. No, I think two. Two. Kenny has two, and Chase has one. Oh, and Chase has one. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 So, um, and one of Ch- Kenny's is two Chase. So true. A- anyways. To get back to the main point that we're trying to make, Kenny deserves his criticism. He's made some rookie mistakes. However, I don't want to blame him for struggling against these good teams of which the team decided to play him against when they could have just said, let's ride it out until the bye. Let's reevaluate in that two weeks we have off. And if we think the offense could do better with Kenny Pickett, let's give him that two weeks to get ready for a home game against New Orleans who's not having a great season, who's starting Andy Dalton as their quarterback. And that's where you can go from there. So I, I, I think, the, I think the, the criticism of the team's decision to employ Kenny too early is fair. However, <coughs> excuse me, let's not forget where the team was going into halftime of that Jets game. I mean... You hadn't put up any touch. You hadn't put up any real points since Week One against Cincinnati. You put up what ten points against New England, what thirteen points or, or maybe even less against uh, Cleveland, and then going into halftime against the Jets, you put up six points in total. So going into halftime, rather. So I understand why they did it. They needed. They wanted a spark, and that's what Tomlin got for that game. But again, I've said this many times: a spark is just that. It's a fleeting moment. It's not an everlasting kind of thing. 
Take the moment right now, all of you out there, to subscribe to our show. Every episode we do is available for you to download. Subscribe today through the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you find your podcasts. A lot more to get into as far as the rest of the team is concerned. Mm-hmm. There were some comments after the game oh, yeah. from people that I want to dive into, and we got to talk about those procedural penalties and just the, sure. the lack of discipline. There, A lot more than just the offense, the scheme, and Kenny that's plaguing this team, so we'll get into some of that on the next episode. He's Jacob Recht. I'm Tom Opferman. You're listening to the Steelers Standard. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.